Welcome to another edition of the Daily Hammer podcast to be named later. We'll just call it a Battery Power Podcast Extra episode with myself, Sean Coleman, as well as Stephen Tolbert. Stephen, how are you, sir? Quite a quite a busy week when it comes to the Battery Power Podcast Network. Yeah, it's been a busy. I mean, it's been a busy few weeks, really. I mean, the Braves have you know as slow as the offseason has been overall. Um, you really can't say that for the Braves. The Braves have been one of the busy, probably the busiest team. I mean, they've made a number of trades now. They've made a, a number of free agent signings. So, um, you know, I don't know what everybody else is doing, but the Braves are pulling their weight. So, yeah, it's been fun for us. Absolutely. And, and while we, we've not seen the Braves yet address, you know, what many feel uh, they – Certainly will in time. The biggest the biggest need that they have, which is of course the uh, you know potentially hopefully a significant addition to the starting rotation now and for the future. We're seeing a, a master at his craft when it comes to Alex Anthopoulos. The master on the margins just continuing to get more and more value out out of deals. And and let's break it down real quickly. Of course, you know this started on um, Sunday. You can even go back to the Kyle Wright trade, but we got one of those trade trees, Stephen, going on. You know, we saw Kyle Wright traded for Jackson Kowar, um, you know, with the with the uh, Royals. Wright went to the Royals. Kowar came here. Didn't stay for long. Kowar, Cole Phillips for Jared Kellnick, Marco Gonzalez, and Evan White. We saw Marco Gonzalez traded to the Pirates on Tuesday, and then tonight we saw the next phase of trying to make the most of the salary that the Braves took on on Sunday. The Braves traded Evan White who they got in that Mariners trade, owed $15 million over the next two years, didn't really have a place in Atlanta, traded him in the pick that they had in the minor league portion of the Roll 5 draft, Tyler Thomas, for middle infielder, utility infielder, David Fletcher, who's owed the same amount as Evan White over the next two years, and veteran catcher Max Stacy. Now, I nothing significant in terms of, oh, the Braves have added a big piece or anything, but it just seems like Alex has made multiple moves this week where he's continued to get more value out of his previous moves, moves leading to another that's really led to more value. What's your take on, you know, the moves this week, especially the one we saw earlier tonight, Stephen? Yeah, this move is um, this move is basically the little brother of the, of the Jared Kelnick trade. Uh, the Angels needed to clear payroll. Uh, just like Seattle needed to clear payroll, and that was, uh, of course, the motivation for them, and it's the same motivation for the Angels. Uh, Max Stacy is owed about seven million dollars next year, and uh, David Fletcher is owed about fourteen million dollars over the next two years if you count the buyouts. So, you know, together that's about twenty-one million over the next two years. I'm sure the Angels are trying to do some other stuff to get competitive. Obviously, they're in a waiting game to see what Otani is going to do. Um, technically, they're still in that race. Uh, I think they're probably a distant uh, third or fourth now behind some other teams. But they obviously want to clear some money and do some different stuff. And the Braves are kind of in the mode of, of trying to take advantage of that. And, you know, David Fletcher is probably the piece they were after um, in some regards. I think they were probably just trying to, you know, Evan White was a piece they got from the Mariners. He's pretty much a, just a, a salary at this point there. No, nobody's really trying to play Evan White. They're just using his salary as a, a, a trade ship essentially. And that's what the Braves did. They, they, they changed out his, you know, Evan White was owed about 17 million over the next two years. They sent that to the angels and got back David Fletcher, who's owed about 14 million over the next two years. And obviously Fletcher is a, a much more useful piece than Evan White. Um, and obviously the Braves took on Max Stassi to, to incentivize the angels to do it. But, uh, from everything we saw reported, Stassi's going to be on his way to another team. The Braves already are already set at 
catcher on the big league roster. So this is pretty much, you know, Evan White's money for David Fletcher's money in terms of the Braves actual, you know, the actual impact of the team. That's, that's what it is. And um, David Fletcher will be on the team. He's going to be the backup infielder. He's a utility guy. You know, he can play second, short, third. He can probably play in the outfield if you need him to. Uh, he's not quite as versatile as maybe some other um, utility guys, but he can play all over the infield. He's a good defender. He's a light hitter, just like all these guys are. You know, think Nicky Lopez, but a little older. Um, so that's what this was. This is basically just saying we don't want Evan White's money. We want, you know, a little less money and, and maybe a little bit better player. And the Braves took on Max Stacy to, to get the Angels to do it. So that's pretty much this trade. And as you mentioned, you know, again, these are when we talk about these being moves on the margins, you know, this is just the Braves. As you mentioned, they trade, you know, Nicky Lopez, many thoughts they would keep him, you know, with, you know, the defensive upside versatility that he offers. The Braves obviously needing defensive upside at times, you know, late in games, but they used him to go get a player that they wanted in Aaron Bummer. And so the Braves found a way to be able through, you know, their, their, their next several moves to get a guy in David Fletcher who they can utilize in multiple places. Again, I, I don't think he has a defensive upside of Lopez, probably has as much offensive upside, you know, a little bit of history, you know, producing on the base pass, but he's just someone that you can plug and play. Don't expect a lot of him offensively, but he's not going to hurt you in the field. And of course, with the Braves offense, any added defense really does help. But the other thing about, you know, taking on Max Stacy in this deal, you know, kind of like we saw um, in the deal with Marco Gonzalez, the Braves let Gonzalez know very quickly, hey, we're likely going to move you. They found uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates who took on Marco Gonzalez's contract, you know, a swap of some money. And in this catching market, I definitely think Max Stacy is someone who on a one year, $7 million contract, he's someone that I definitely think, you know, teams, you know, would potentially want as a backup catcher with his experience. So I don't think the Braves are going to have a hard time moving on from him and saving even a little bit more money as the offseason goes on. Yeah. And remember, they, they technically saved $3 million, uh, in swapping out Fletcher for White because Fletcher's only owed $14 million and, and White's owed seventeen. So, you know, if they can clear Stacy's contract, and even if they have to eat, you know, $3 million, let's say, it's still a cash-neutral deal for them. They didn't take on any extra cash than they would have if they just kept Evan White. So that's pro- I'm sure that's their calculus. They, I don't think they're trying to save a bunch of money in this deal. I think they're probably just trying to reallocate the same dollars to a, a more useful – you know, a, a more useful player. And that's certainly Fletcher. Fletcher is more useful than Evan White is. So I'm guessing the goal is to try to get Stacy to another team and they're probably willing to eat 3 million or so to, uh, to do it. And, and that way it's a cash neutral deal. And, and all you've done is just improve the talent of the team without really changing any of the financials. So I'm guessing just like Marco Gonzalez, you know, we saw kind of a, a couple of days later after the main trade, he was traded. Um, I'm guessing we'll we'll get the same thing. Somebody's going to need a backup catcher. The Braves are probably going to offer to throw in two or three million, and so now the other team's only paying four million for a backup catcher. It's a decent deal. You know, Stacy's a veteran guy. He's a respected guy. So, and I, I don't think the Braves do this unless they know they can probably offload him to some extent somewhere. So I'm guessing they already have an idea of where he's going, and now it's just about finalizing it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate 
in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, and so where do these moves fit in the bigger scheme of things? And and I think that, you know, when we talk about, you know, the Braves came into this offseason, Stephen, wanting to, um, you know, get certainty with their bullpen. They've done that. They wanted to, especially after getting off Eddie Rosario, or declining Eddie Rosario's contract, figure out left field. They've done that. These moves that we've seen them make this week is trying to make the most of their payroll while getting as much value for the money that they took on from the Mariners in getting um, uh, um, Kellenic. But the big thing also that I think is the takeaway from this is while this is independent of their pursuit of that starting pitcher we talked about, you now have your starting shortstop in Orlando Arcia. You've got your backup infielder in um, David Fletcher. You've got your left fielder in Jared Kellenic. What this means is you really have no spot for Vaughn Grissom. And the writing is on the wall. I talked about it on the hammer. Y'all ta- have talked about it many times on the podcast to be named later. The writing on the wall is there for Vaughn Grissom. It's likely that he is on the move at some point this offseason. And I just think at this point in time, as we've discussed before, that's where he's going to offer the most value right now. Yeah, I mean, they keep adding players, you know, for roles that he might have taken, right? Like at some point we thought he was going to be the left fielder. Well, they added Jared Kelnick. And we, you know, then we thought, well, maybe he'll be the utility player on the team. And then they added Fletcher. Technically, he could still be the right-handed side of a platoon for for Kelnick. But I, I, I Chris and I talk about this a bunch. I, I don't buy that. I, I, think, I think, first of all, it's very tough for a young player to be a, on the weaker side of a platoon because you just never play. And it's a lot easier for veteran players to, to stay ready than it is for young players to stay ready without consistent playing time. And, and both Alex and Snit have talked about in the past about preferring veteran players for those roles because they're just so much used to so much more used to staying ready on limited playing time. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, that's one of the first things I tweeted when I saw this trade was, you know, every single time the Braves add a player like this in a role that might have been taken by Vaughn Grissom, it just becomes more and more clear that the Braves are going to trade Grissom. And I thought the Braves were going to trade Grissom all year. I didn't. I never bought the left field stuff. I never bought the shortstop stuff. Um, I think his biggest value to the team is as a trade ship, trying to maybe get some more pitching. Uh, but we'll see. You know, we never know. Uh, Alex is full of surprises, and, and maybe, they, maybe they're fine with Grissom being the right-handed side of a, a left field platoon. 
um, you know, he just wouldn't play a lot. And I, I think that's, you know, that's, that's a very odd use of his value to sit him on the bench, you know, 70% of the season, but who knows? Um, and uh, they, they've got a plan and, and I, I, we're certainly not to the end of the plan. We're in the middle of the plan. So, so some of it's a little, little murky at the moment, but you can start to see the picture becoming clearer and clearer. Absolutely. And, you know, hey, with Alex Anthopoulos, like you said, you never know. Some have hinted at it. You know, what if Kelnick is the one that they eventually use to move for the starting pitcher? And then they wind up, you know, having a spot for Von Grissom. We'll wait and see. But the one thing that we can take away from this is that, Stephen, I don't know how you'll remember today, but if I don't know if you grew up playing Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, but we got the baseball version of that today in Where in the World is Shohei Otani. Now, I don't think that this move, and I don't think that, you know, any potential hope that some may have that the Braves are actually in on, Sho on Shohei Otani, but I think that we're getting closer to that resolving itself, or at the very least, baseball starting to realize, hey, that's going to take care of itself when it does. We need to get this offseason going on. Started to see some moves earlier today. Tyler O'Neill from the Cardinals going to the Red Sox. I think that we're going to start seeing more activity picking up, and that's when we should hopefully see. I still think that it'll be well before Christmas. I believe hopefully in the next several days we'll finally see who the Braves eventually land as that starting pitching target that everybody is really anxious to see who we can have for 2024 and beyond. Yeah, and some people were unsure about Gonzalez, right? We didn't know immediately that Gonzalez was going to be uh, shipped off somewhere else. So, you know, when they first made that Kelnick trade, there was some belief that maybe Gonzalez could be that extra starter and, and you know, they could just live with kind of the depth piece that he is. And, and obviously when they moved him, it became clear again that the Braves were still going to be in the, the pitching market. And, you know, we, we'll see how it goes. I still think they just need to sign somebody. I always prefer signing a free agent versus trading. You know, I, I would like to keep the pitching prospects if possible. I'd like to keep Waldrop. Um, I'd like to keep Smith Shaver. It's because the Braves have some uncertainty in their rotation going forward. And, you know, giving up your best pitching prospects is, uh, is in some ways robbing Peter to pay Paul. So, um, you know, I would, I would, I would prefer they just sign a free agent and, and keep all their prospects, but we'll see. You know, that, that might not, you know, that might not happen. Uh, Alex is all about value. If the contract doesn't make sense, he's not going to sign it. He doesn't get, you know, he doesn't get his arm twisted. He doesn't get leveraged into bad deals. If he doesn't like a deal, he just doesn't do it. And so, you know, you get to the end and it might be the best deal as a trade. And we'll see. I, I do think they'll add a starter, though. I think Chris and I talked about this uh, last night. I forget what day it is. I think last night um, about, you know, the Braves have enough questions in their rotation Max Reed's elbow, you know, and his free agency, Charlie Morton's age, Bryce Elder's terrible second half, you know, the kids, Shaver and Waldrop are, are both so young, you know, Spencer Strider is really kind of the only sure thing in that rotation right now. And so, you know, you add all that together and I th think it's going to equal one more significant move in the rotation before this offseason is over. Steven, the easy answer to all this is that we just go sign Yamamoto and also sign Blake Snell. That I think that yeah. takes care of it. If you got $500 million, then <laughs> sounds good. I, last time I checked, I, I I don't I don't have that. <laughs> but all joking aside, I I don't I'm just kidding with Steven. I don't think the Braves do that. But to your point, Stephen, you know, it'll be interesting to see. You know, Jordan Montgomery is still out there. I know that he's a Boris client, but a big but a big suitor of him potentially. 
in the Texas Rangers. It seems like they may not be in play. So he may be the most sensible option out there with Eduardo Rodriguez no longer on the table. But to your point, there are still plenty of options out there. And I think that baseball will start to pick up its activity. So hopefully the next time we're both looking to record next week, maybe we'll have, you know, obviously the big box that needs to be checked this offseason taken care of. But at the very least, the Braves are getting the smaller boxes checked. Alex Anthopoulos continues to show just how good he is at being creative when it comes to deals. And it's always awesome to see him at work, even in the smallest of ways, you could see him adding value as time goes on. Steven, do you have any more thoughts before we wrap up this uh, uh, Battery Power Podcast Extra edition of the Battery Power Podcast? No, it's just going to be interesting to see what they do with Stacy, uh, how quickly he goes, and how much money they they can get somebody else to take. That'll tell us the you know the final calculus of this trade. And then, like you said, what you know, uh, how many more moves are they going to have on the margins? Technically, they could still use a couple more bench pieces. They could use an outfielder uh, even after they got Kelnick. You know, they they've still only got four outfielders on the forty man roster, so they could still use probably one or two outfielders. They could still probably use another couple bench pieces. There's still moves they can make on the margins, but like you said, kind of the one everybody's waiting for is is what they're going to do in the rotation. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, it's been really fun. It's been a fun off season. It's obviously been a fun couple of weeks. Been real busy, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do from here. Still plenty of potential excitement and moves to make for the Braves this offseason. But, hey, at the end of the day, with already what's been done and what we've already got in place, many continue to think the Braves are the best team in baseball in 2024 and likely beyond. We're just looking to add more certainty to that and also hopefully be as best prepared as possible to make the most of future postseasons. Steven, do you have anything for us before we end this version of the of the Battery Power Podcast? I know I just asked that, but I want to give you the final word. Nope, just check out the podcast network. You know, we do shows not daily, but weekly. Uh, we certainly usually try to have at least two shows a week. Um, obviously, this show, you know, is uh, the Daily Hammer with Sean. Uh, Chris and I do our show. The podcast we need later. And then obviously the main show is, is Brad Scott, who, you know, in the offseason is not a weekly show, but it's it's usually about every other week or something, or, you know, especially when moves happen. So make sure to check out the site. Make sure to check out the podcast network. And we appreciate it as always. Yep, a little bit of change up this upcoming Sunday. Uh, the Battery Power Podcast Network likely will happen in the later time next week. I'll be back at the very least with um, a version of the Hammer based off the latest news and notes when it comes to the Braves. And then, of course, on a Wednesday or Thursday of every week, you've got the podcast to be named later with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert. For Stephen, my name is Sean Coleman. You can find him at B underscore Outliers on Twitter, myself at StatsSAC. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again here on the Battery Power Podcast Network. Podcast Network.